I remember clearly as a 15-year-old being involved in a riot and bottles were being thrown, fights were going on with the police. And I remember just in the middle of all of that mayhem, this thought, what am I doing here? I know better than this. Philip de Courcy grew up in Northern Ireland in the 60s and 70s. The region was filled with tension, conflict, and violence. And Philip was a contributor to it. That was part of my life and my sin. But it was, you know, it was a terrible thing. People were hurt, people were killed. The sky is gray and the light is far. The sea is a rage within my heart. I turn my side to the crashing waves. I cry in the night just to be saved. You're going to hear the story of how God took Philip DeCourcy from being a violent teenager to being a pastor today. He's our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. Before Philip became a pastor, he served as a police officer in the capital city of Belfast during a very dangerous time in Northern Ireland's history. You're going to hear about that, and you're going to hear some comments Billy Graham made about God's love for people who were on both sides of the conflict in Northern Ireland. And I don't care whether you're Catholic or Protestant or who you are, what you are. God loves you. God wants you and me to believe and to trust in his son and to live for his son. If you want to learn more about God's love for you, we've got just the place for you findpeacewithgod.net. That is findpeacewithgod.net. You can also get in touch with us through email. Our address is gps at billygram.org. GPS. God. People. Stories. I was born to Christian parents. Uh, my mom and dad had come to know Christ. Uh, they went to a Baptist church that's outside Belfast. And so from my earliest days, I knew the Bible and I knew the gospel story. But as he entered his teenage years, Philip de Courcy wasn't truly following Jesus. We like to get into mischief. I was kind of drawn in actually to the kind of soccer hooligan era that was going on in the United Kingdom. And then mixed into that, you had the whole conflict in Northern Ireland between the Protestants and the Catholics. And I got drawn into that. Philip mentioned being a soccer hooligan, which was really less about soccer and more about violence and causing trouble. When teams met, there wasn't just the contest that was going on on the pitch. There was the contest that was going on between the supporters. Opposing fans would meet and battle it out, you know, from fist fights to, you know. And often when you went into areas, you, you did a lot, a lot of damage along the way. You, you, you know, I remember getting onto a bus from where I lived, heading into Belfast for a soccer game. By the time we got into Belfast, literally there wasn't a window left on the bus. They're all kicked out. The poor bus driver's sitting there going, just leave me alone. And, you know, it got so bad that I remember a game very clearly in Northern Ireland where hand grenades were actually thrown uh, into the stadium by opposing fans. I mean, that's how bad it got at times. That was part of my life and my sin. But it was, you know, it was a terrible thing. People were hurt. People were killed. And remember, this violence wasn't just taking place at soccer stadiums. There was conflict all across Northern Ireland. It was between those who wanted Northern Ireland to remain part of the United Kingdom and those who wanted it to be a part of a unified Ireland. That's right. And most of those who wanted Northern Ireland to be part of a unified Ireland were Catholic, while most of those who wanted the region to remain part of the UK were Protestant, like Philip. Before I became a Christian, I was very much 
in the loyalist side of the fight. And, and we would literally go looking for those in the other side to fight. Several of my friends were drawn into terrorist organizations. On the Protestant side, there was the Ulster Defense Association, the UVF, the Ulster Volunteer Force. They could all get, get involved in, in lawless acts, murder, bombings. I never got drawn in the fullness of that. But yeah, Northern Ireland was about which side are you on? And it was hard to avoid that. Philip says it is only by the grace of God that he didn't become involved with a terrorist organization himself. He also says it's God's grace that led him to Jesus at the age of 16. My mom and dad were taking me to church, even though I was literally a skinhead at the time. I'd been running from the claims of Christ. I believed them, but I was kind of putting that off. I'll get around to that someday. Let me sow my wild oats. Let me have a bit of fun. But the thought that came to me that night is I'm playing with my soul. I'm, I'm gambling with eternity. There's heaven, there's hell. And if Jesus comes back before I come to him, I'm lost. And the God, God the Holy Spirit, convicted me of that night. I made a decision that that night I needed to give my life over to Jesus Christ. And I did that as a 16-year-old on the 20th of January, 1978. Nothing was ever the same for Philip after that night. He finally knew in his heart, not just his head, that Jesus had forgiven his sins and saved him from the life he was living. And from that point forward, Philip no longer wanted anything to do with soccer hooliganism. And his hatred for the Irish Catholic community started to disappear. Paul talks about putting off the old man, putting on the new man. Here's an, here was an evidence of change. I mean, I was caught up on the Protestant side, pro-British side, loyalist side of the politics in Northern Ireland, and, and we had a suspicion of the other side. I never went south to the Irish Republic, to Dublin. That was enemy territory. Um, I'm saved 1978. Within a couple of years, I'm on an evangelism team down to the Irish Republic. Uh, doing evangelism in a, in, in, a, in a town in Ireland called Athlone. And I think that's the greatest evidence. I wanted to reach Catholics with the gospel. And ironically, a guy who once fought police officers decided to become a police officer himself. I'm heartbroken at the conflict in our country, and I want to do something about it. And so God directs me to spend some time in the police service in Northern Ireland. I did six years, 1982 to 1988. Um, I worked out of Antrim Road Police Station in North Belfast, and that was no picnic. That was right on the dividing line between a couple of the communities. The IRA and the INLA was another um, Catholic organization. We're very active in that area. It was a dangerous police station to work out of. Um, We lost a sergeant shot dead by the IRA coming into the station. We had been rocketed several times by RPGs. Obviously, the police work itself was dangerous. But there was just as much risk for off-duty officers at that time. Officers had been shot in shopping malls, church steps, golf courses, you name it. So how do you live with that psychological pressure of, is it today? I checked my car every morning for an undercar booby trap. The IRA's favorite weapon was an undercar booby trap. It was a cassette case, one pound of Semtex explosives, magnet under your car, mercury tilt switch. And if you drove your car up or down a hill that tilted, created an electrical you know, connection and boom, either you lose your legs or you lose your life. And I, I, I had to live with that. For me, I had to learn security is not the absence of danger because that's an impossibility in Northern Ireland as a police officer. It's the presence of God. It's, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Philip learned a lot about God, about other people, and himself during his six years as a police officer in Northern Ireland. But ultimately, law enforcement was just a temporary calling. 
at one point I wanted to go full time in the police. Uh, I, that was a career I wanted to get into. I enjoyed it. Low dangerous. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the, the, the satisfaction that come from doing good. I enjoyed the acceleration and excitement of the job itself. But around that time, I'd been involved in a Baptist church in Northern Ireland, Rathcote Baptist Church, evangelism, door-to-door, Sunday school with boys. And God began to grow in my heart a desire to serve him. I'd traveled different places across the UK on missions trips. And, I, and it began to dawn on me that God might have something more for me. In fact, when I tried to go full-time in the police, God shut that door. So Philip began to do ministry work full-time. He first enrolled at the Irish Baptist College in Belfast, and then he became pastor of a church in Northern Ireland for five years. During that time, he met his wife, June, and they had three daughters. While pastoring, Philip also came to know preacher and author John MacArthur. The two men became friends, and at John's suggestion, Philip moved his family to California to attend the Master's Seminary, where John MacArthur was chancellor. We came out in 1994. Didn't think we would stay in California or in the United States. Our heart was to go back to the UK. But God opened up doors. I ended up pastoring a church in Santa Clarita, north of Los Angeles, for nine years. We got a green card, ended up pastoring a church in Ohio for five, and then came back to California here in Orange County, where I'm presently in my church for over 11 years. Doors have been opened. We love this country. It's been kind to us, and God has given us greater opportunities and great platforms. We've now got a radio ministry where we're preaching on 600 stations across the country. And as I've delighted in God, he has fulfilled the desires of my heart, and I just want to keep serving him. From hooligan to police officer to pastor, Philip de Corsi has been through a lot in his life, and it has all made him rely more and more on the saving grace of Jesus Christ. When you surrender your life to God, the best place to be in this world is the center of God's will. And some of my life verses are Psalm 37, 3 to 5. You know, trust in the Lord and do good. Um, Commit your way to the Lord and he'll bring it to pass. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that more abundantly. And I can truly testify from the streets of Belfast to the freeways of L.A. Jesus saves and he gives abundant life. Are you searching for that abundant life that is promised by Jesus? The type of life that Philip de Corsi found after surrendering himself to follow Jesus. It can be yours today. You can talk to God, ask for a fresh start, and begin your walk with Jesus right now. Learn more at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. In just a minute, Philip is going to share the story of an unexpected phone call that just might have saved his life. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And I don't care whether you're Catholic or Protestant or who you are, what you are, God loves you. Billy Graham, speaking to a group of business and religious leaders in Belfast, Northern Ireland in 1972. I took a walk down Falls Road on Sunday, and then we crossed the peace line 
And then between those two roads, we knelt down and prayed. And I could look in one direction and I could see a Catholic cross. And I could look in the other and see the steeple of a Presbyterian church and see a cross. And I thought about that cross 2,000 years ago where Jesus Christ died. And the reason he died is because God took your rebellion and your sin and mine and laid them on him. He took the judgment and the hell I deserved. God wants you and me to believe and to trust in his son and to live for his son. Jesus himself said, except you become as a little child and be converted, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Those comments are from Billy Graham's message, The Good News in Northern Ireland. He preached it in Belfast in 1972. You can listen to the whole message by checking out the link in our show notes, or you can visit the Billy Graham Audio Archives. To do that, just go to billygrahamradio.org, click on the archives, and then search for Belfast. Again, that's the Billy Graham Audio Archives at billygrahamradio.org. Our guest on this episode of GPS has been Pastor Philip DeCourcy. One of the biggest parts of Philip's story is God's protection over him, both as a rebellious young man and as a police officer later. Philip also told us this story about another time God protected his kids and his wife, June. We loved a, a town in Northern Ireland called Portadine, and we left our house to go there about a 30-minute journey. She liked that area to shop, and we, it was a little restaurant. We liked to have lunch there. Saturday morning, we're about to go out the door. Almost our coats are on, and the phone goes, and it's my mum. She says, are you okay? I says, mum, what do you mean? Of course we're okay. She said, I just don't know. I'm just troubled in heart. Are you okay? And I said, we're all fine. She says, well, I just needed to know that. You know, maybe, and then I ended up talking to her for a few more minutes. And then we get in the car. We drive to Portadown, and... We're, we're literally a few minutes out of the town when there's a massive explosion. And the IRA had set a car bomb in the middle of time, exploded, racking shops, dev, devastating an area. And here's, here's the interesting part of the story. We couldn't get back into town. And we drove home. We watched the news that night. And we literally saw the car lot we always park in. And there was the engine block and several parts of the car had been blown over the shop roofs and into that car lot. And, and I, you know, hopefully I'm not overreading it. I'm not one for connecting dots unnecessarily. But I think there's a providence there. I think my mom called us in God's providence. I don't know how to explain that other than maybe a mother's intuition, maybe the providence of God laying it on her heart. He delayed us for the enough minutes that we weren't in that car lot when the bomb went off and could have been badly, badly injured. So, you know, that's maybe the closest call I ever got, and I wasn't even in uniform. Yeah, more evidence of God's grace right there. Our thanks to Philip DeCourcy for joining us to share his story, and thank you for listening. If it's made an impact on you, please think about sharing it with a friend. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. We also want to say thank you to Phil Wickham and the Afters for the use of some of their music in this episode. And remember, you can email us at gps at billygram.org. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Good news.